Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. So many different things that can be said about that game last night between the Chargers and the Raiders. So many different storylines, so many different angles to sort of debate, so many different plays that swung one way or the other when you thought, hey, this is the Raiders game. Oh, now the Chargers just need to make a field goal and went back and forth so many different times. Let me start here. Marcus Mariota. For a guy who has not played at all since he was benched basically in week six of the Titans season after week six. So he has set out for over a year of game action. Came in when Derek Carr injured himself and played phenomenally well. I think there were a lot of you out there watching thinking to yourselves, man, Mariota is better than almost anybody that is uh, that is uh, that is on benches anywhere in the NFL right now, and arguably Mariota is still a starter in this league. He came in, threw for 226 yards, ran for 88 yards, and put the Raiders in a position to win the game late. When I got to be honest with you, I don't spend a lot of time questioning play calls, but when the Raiders got the first and goal. And if they had scored a touchdown in overtime, the game would have been complete. The play calling in that scenario was incredibly questionable. Particularly on third down out of a timeout, you roll Mariota to his right and try to hit your fullback 
and hope that he is going to score on that play. It appeared to me that the Chargers were not surprised at all by that call. And I don't know why with a really athletic quarterback in Mariota, you don't spread everybody out in the goal line situations. And this is something I can say because I've watched every game in Marcus Mariota's career. The guy is impeccable in short passing situations, in goal line situations with the Titans. He almost never turns the ball over in those scenarios. I can't believe you wouldn't have taken a chance with Darren Waller. I can't believe you wouldn't have given even Marcus Mariota an opportunity to run the read option there down on the goal line situation after he had had such success on that drive running the read option. I just I feel like the Raiders, even in deciding to kick the field goal there, um, a lot of very questionable decision-making. You win the toss, you get an opportunity to go down, score the touchdown to win the game. I, I'm not even sure, again, I'm not the analytics guy, but is kicking the field goal there even the right play to win? Maybe it is. But if you don't score there, then the Chargers get the ball at the five-yard line and you still have your timeouts and the two-minute warning. And at that point, you would be able to win it if you got a stop on them. I don't know. I mean, certainly the way the Chargers went down the field and the rapidity with which they did it and the fact that you have a bad defense if you are the Raiders. Do you really want to give them the opportunity to get the ball with a chance to win? it seems like a really tough situation. Plus, the Chargers couldn't kick a field goal last night. So, do you really feel like the Chargers are going to try to beat you with a field goal? And if that's the scenario, how do you get beat deep? In overtime, when you're a DB for the Raiders, don't you have to think to yourself, I'll give up anything underneath because we're at least going to make their kicker have to beat us. And I got to be honest with you, in overtime, inside of two minutes, the fumble into the end zone, I didn't know that rule. I thought the Chargers were going to win it on the Justin Herbert fumble into the end zone. Charger fans out there had to totally expect when they saw the ball come out from Herbert, oh my God, the Raiders are going to recover this in the end zone and we're going to find another unbelievable way to potentially lose a game, but it didn't end up happening. So the end result is that the Raiders are effectively eliminated from the playoff scenario now. And so if you go start thinking about who are the teams that can make the playoffs, did anybody benefit? I don't know that there's a uh, there's a big storyline there. The Raiders were going to need a decent amount of help down the stretch probably anyway. Uh, but they now officially have really no more playoff heartbeat. And uh, it's down to pretty much the eight teams that are uh, in the mix that will make it. Seven of them will make it, uh, whether it's the Titans, the Colts, uh, the Browns, the Dolphins, or the Ravens. One of those teams will be on the outside left uh, looking in. So we'll have to wait and see exactly how that goes. Now, big picture. Does this help save Anthony Lynn's job? If the Chargers win a couple of games down the stretch, does that protect him? And Mariota is under contract for next season with the Raiders as well. 
depending on how injured Derek Carr is, if Mariota comes in and plays like this in the final two games of the season, it seems with Derek Carr in the sweats, we'll find out later exactly how severe the injury is, I'm sure. But it seems like there's a good chance that Mariota is going to be your guy for the last two games of the season, which really don't matter now that you're eliminated from the playoff race. But is that going to give him an opportunity to prove that he is a contender for this Raider job going into the offseason. He looked very comfortable in the offense, and the Raiders have a lot of money invested in Derek Carr, who's looked very good this year. But given all the money that they're spending with Carr, is there an opportunity that Mariota potentially could either be the Ryan Tannehill of the Raiders? And the reason why I'm using Ryan Tannehill as an example is Mariota is only, still only, 27 years old so I mean he's a relatively young quarterback in this league still so is it possible that Mariota is going to get an opportunity with the Raiders like Ryan Tannehill did with the Titans and if you remember how Tannehill ended up getting his hundred million dollar contract it was when Mariota got benched after starting two and four Tannehill came in and put the Titans on their playoff run all the way to the AFC championship game and Tannehill to be fair, has looked like the right option for the Titans again this year. But Mariota won a lot of games for the Titans and wasn't a bad quarterback. And I think if you're a Raiders fan and you were watching him play, he offers a different dynamic certainly than than Derek Carr does. The fourth down conversions that he got, the ability that he showed running the football, the knock on Mariota has never been his ability to perform when he comes in games. It's been whether or not he can stay healthy. Uh, Dub, you watched this entire game. What did you think from a breakdown perspective? Uh, what stood out to you? What stood out to me is both run defenses were very effective, yet the pass defenses were almost non-existent. Now, you mentioned the play calling in over uh, in overtime for the Oakland or Las Vegas Raiders. I thought it was insane that they didn't go for it on fourth and goal down there. Because your position is... They have the ball at the five-yard line. You have two timeouts plus the two-minute warning. If you get them stopped there, you would still have a chance to come back and kick a field goal then. I think it's intriguing because we don't see that scenario happen very often, right? Where it's one thing if you're attempting a field goal from like 35 yards, but we don't get a first and goal very often in overtime where you score a touchdown and you win. Right, and the fact of the matter is the Chargers were always going to get the ball back and they were going to score a touchdown. If I mean, because the thing is, if Oakland misses it on fourth and goal, the Chargers get the ball back, and they're playing for a field goal at that point. And the way that their kicker was kicking field goals, I feel pretty confident the Raiders would have probably gotten at least a tie out of that game. Yeah, I, I think um, there's going to be a lot of storylines that come out of this game. And I think one of them, I mean, for instance, if you look at the Raiders going forward, I know that Derek Carr has had a pretty good season this year, and really it's unfair to be honest to even focus on the offensive side of the ball with the Raiders because their defense is just so atrocious. But when you consider Derek Carr's kind of contract situation, um, they've paid him a lot of money, and his contract is is basically, I'm pulling it up right now to make sure that I can uh, that I can break down everything from a Derek Carr contract situation. 
and uh, and for some reason it's not uh, it's not popping up like uh, like I want to. But one of the big decisions they've had, and I've got it up now, is what do we do with Derek Carr going forward? And a lot of the guaranteed money that he has had is starting to uh, is starting to disappear. And so he's got one year next year left on his contract. And then they've got to make a decision what happens with him going forward. They've got Mariota signed as well. And so I do think it's kind of an intriguing situation for the Raiders going forward. Again, the cap hit to them is pretty small now on Derek Carr. Is he the quarterback of the future or not? Mariota's got an opportunity to be the guy. Uh, We will talk about this a bit more when we continue to go forward. I am Clay Travis. Up next, we're going to talk with my buddy Chad Withrow uh, from The Zone at 104.5 The Zone. Uh, And we've got some crazy Tom Cruise audio. If you guys haven't heard it, I think it'll make uh, your morning go a little bit better. We'll play that for you as well. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This Tom Cruise audio that we're about to play for you, it might be emblematic of what Raider fans want to be yelling at their defense this year. It might be emblematic of what Auburn Tiger fans want to yell at the people running their head coaching search. And certainly it is uh, emblematic of the kind of drive it takes to be successful for as long as Tom Cruise has been successful, for as long as a guy like Michael Jordan was or Tom Brady. It's also kind of funny, but it makes me like Tom Cruise even more. Here is that audio, and it begins now. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us! Because they believe in us and what we're doing! I'm on the phone with every studio at night! Insurance companies, producers, and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you, don't you ever do it again. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. In the future, the So I'm sorry, I'm beyond your apologies. I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. 
We are not shutting this movie down! Is it understood? If I see it again, you're gone. And so are you. So you're going to cost him his job. And I see it on the set, you're gone. And you're gone. That's it. Am I clear? Do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility that you have? Because I will deal with your reason. And if you can't be reasonable, and I can't deal with your logic, you're fired. That's it. That is it. I trust you guys to be here. All right, Dub. What do you think of the Tom Cruise audio? Does it make you like him more or less? I don't know how it could make you like him less. I mean, that was pretty awesome. And I, <laughs> I saw Club Pro Guy yes, do a, that was a spinoff of this, this yes. audio, and that had me pretty much dying uh, yesterday afternoon when I saw that. But, I mean, how could you not like this? I mean, this is a guy that is totally in charge, and you're so right. This is what Auburn fans are currently feeling and have been feeling since Sunday afternoon when the announcement was made about Gus Malzahn, and it grows as each day goes by. So who do you think gets more apropos of this morning? The Tom Cruise angry audio, more reflective of the way that Raider fans feel about their defense and maybe also their team because basically what is happening this season is the exact same thing that happened last season. They were in a position to make a run at the playoffs, then they fell apart. Same thing has happened here. You know, they got the late touchdown against the Jets, but this has been a team that just flat out couldn't get it done. And now they are dealing with the fact they're going into the offseason. As we were talking about earlier, do you have to make a decision between Mariota and Derek Carr? What would you do uh, in that scenario? And so I do think that maybe Charger fans more apropos because they know where to direct their anger more so. Whereas the Auburn situation, it just feels like there's so many different conspiracy theories all colliding that nobody knows what's actually true and what's not actually true in the Auburn coaching search right now. And by the way, we're going to talk with Barrett Salee, scheduled to anyway, in the third hour of the program about this Auburn coaching search. And I think at some point in the second hour, we may have to have an intervention for Dub to have him sit down on the couch and uh, understand exactly what's going on. But all that's still to come. We'll dive back into the Chargers' big win over the Raiders. What did we learn? Get you some college football gambling picks and some NFL gambling picks in the next two hours of the show. Also, the game draft next. What are the best games in the NFL and college football? This is Outkick, the coverage. Appreciate you spending your Friday morning with us on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's a big weekend in college football, and uh, we are diving into a lot of those games. I just gave you my gambling picks for college football at the end of hour two. Going to give you my NFL Outkick six-pack, which we are on absolute fire with, by the way. Uh, NFL picks have been on fire this year. College picks have not been on fire at all. We bring in now uh, from CBS Sports, Barrett Salee. Barrett, so many different things going on. I'm going to get to all the big games going this weekend in college football in terms of the playoff picture and everything else, but I want to start with this. Um, College football signing day. 
I know mm-hmm. it used to be such an incredible holiday. Everybody out there who was a college football fan, it felt like waking up for Christmas. I know things are different this year. There weren't as many visits. We now have the early signing period, the fourth year of it, I believe. Uh, and so it's kind of diluted the impact of the overall day in February, which used to feel so uh, substantial. Did it feel not very big of a deal to you like it did to me uh, on signing day? Yeah, it kind of felt uh, kind of vanilla. And that's been the case really for the whole time, uh, to be honest with you, because the first couple of years we didn't really know what to expect. And, you know, we also had these coaching changes going on. The college football playoff is in, in normal years already set. Uh, so there's a lot going on. It, it, yet last, uh, Wednesday felt really strange because, like, look, I was on the radio. I did three hours of radio in Sirius XM on Wednesday. And we talked about recruiting and signing day for – 45 minutes at most and that was because some callers wanted to know about it and we we kind of were like uh, we don't know you know it's it, there's a whole lot more going on we were talking about coaching changes we were talking about the playoff rankings all that stuff so yeah it's it's unfortunate i miss the the only the the, the one signing day uh in in february the first wednesday of february because yeah. you're right it, it felt like uh not only christmas but it gave fans, even the casual fan, an entire month of January to sort of catch up to where their teams are and where other teams are. And you don't get that anymore. And that, that's, that's kind of sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad in general as you, as you break that down. And uh, we got a bunch to get into in this college football universe. But I've been saying for a couple of weeks, I think we talked about with you, I expect that come Sunday morning, the college football playoff is going to be Alabama as the one seed. I think they're going to play against number four, Notre Dame. And I think that number two seed will be Clemson and the number three seed would be uh, Ohio State. Do you agree with me that that's the most likely one to four lineup and those are the two most likely matchups? Yes, because I do think Clemson's going to beat Notre Dame and, and Ohio State. They're going to value the win. If Ohio State beats Northwestern, they're going to value that even though uh, you know, I don't think any of us think Northwestern's all that great, but they're they're pretty highly ranked, and the committee really does put uh, put emphasis on where teams are in their rankings when the, the when a game happens. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree. And then on top of that, they say they don't engineer matchups. They're not going to engineer. I mean, they're going to engineer that tennis that uh, that that. Notre Dame and Clemson don't play each other again. Like there, there's no way. There'll be a third be. time. They don't want that. And it'll be 11 days later. Like they don't, they're not going to do it. Look, and if, if Notre Dame and Clemson win semifinals and they play in the national championship game, great, awesome. But they're not going to put that in the semifinals. No way. Uh, there are a lot of big decisions to make going forward for college football. And Kirk Herbstreit had some interesting comments where he's like, hey, the state of college football is not as strong as I would like it to be. And Mm -hmm. I I do think that the college football playoff has magnified rather rather than minimized the overall cast system that exists in college football. In that, I mean, there may only be 20 teams that really feel like they have a legitimate chance to make the college football playoff, even if everything goes well. 25, 30 probably at the most – I believe they're going to expand the college football playoff to eight. I think that might help a little bit. Do you agree that probably the college football playoff has had less team diversity 
than we might have anticipated and that rather than creating a pathway to more champions, it's actually created a pathway to fewer champions? Yeah, I tend to agree. And, and yeah, this was not part of the plan. Uh, now, part of that is, is Alabama got into a role recruiting. I mean, just, just an absolute role. Uh, and then Clemson sort of did the same. So, uh, you know, a lot of, some of that's coincidence. But, yeah, I think diversity in teams is something that they did not expect. And, uh, look, I'm vehemently anti-playoff expansion, but I do think that the narratives of we'll make the Sugar Bowl, or well, not this year because it's semifinal, but we'll make the Cotton Bowl, we'll make the Orange Bowl, um, you know, teams that are not in the playoffs chase still have a lot to play for. And, you know, from a national perspective, it, no one really cares. Like us in the mix, like in the, in the nitty-gritty, that are down in, in the college football world all the time, we care about that stuff. And we, we do. But the, the casual fan, the NFL fan, the NBA fan, it's all about the playoff. And, and so, yeah, there's the way to, to change that is to expand it because then suddenly – you're going to care about a Wisconsin-Northwestern game in early November way more than you normally would, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I do think that would kickstart some interest. And may, and if, if the focus is going to be on the just the college football playoff and only that, then you, you need to, to, to build upon that and, and welcome that with open arms not shy away from it, which, again, I, I'm vehemently anti-playoff uh, expansion. In fact, I'd like to go back to two, which, incidentally, I think going back to two might accomplish the exact same thing uh, in, in a different way. Uh, but, but, yeah, I think there, there's an element to what you're saying that is correct. Does it feel like the college football playoff committee is basically being raked over the coals even more than most years with the reaction to Tuesday's playoff ratings? And much of it has to do with something that I know you know and that anybody out there who's played this, uh, followed this aggressively for a while knows, which is there is an ability, given there are so many different arguments, you can make pretty much any argument to put whoever you want into the playoff, right? The criteria are broad enough. And the one in particular that I think is fascinating is Notre Dame's been getting crushed for years over the fact that they don't play a conference title game. And people would say, well, there's a big difference between playing 12 games as opposed to 13. And now Ohio State is going to play six compared to (laughs) 11 from Alabama, from Florida, from Notre Dame, and from Clemson, and people are like, yeah, but the eye test, it's clear they're one of the best teams. So does the number of games matter, or does it not? Like, it's really, you can just pick and pull and choose whatever makes it easier to advance your argument. Well, yeah, and then the playoff committee, let's be honest, it's a power five, well, in this case, because they treat the Pac-12 so badly, it's a power four invitational at this point. And the thing that really bothered me uh, on Tuesday night was quite literally Gary Barta said that the reason Cincinnati dropped is that they haven't seen them play in a few weeks and then turned around and two sentences later said, well, Iowa State hadn't played in a few weeks, but we, we, we value the win over Oklahoma, and, but yet they're not going to give Louisiana credit for beating Iowa State. I mean, it's just like, and, and they're only lost being to Coastal Carolina. It, it, it was just wild the the mental and verbal gymnastics that they went through on Tuesday night and 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 you're right you can make an argument 
with whatever you value, and the number of games has been a a curveball this year that really has almost made it impossible for them to explain why they're making te- ranking teams where they are because we all know it's a, it's a Power Five Invitational anyway, and and it's almost impossible for them to explain that and but justify that because two of the conferences are you know significantly you know, down in the totem pole of games played. I mean, it's it's a mess. There's no doubt about it. And, look, Gary Bart is in, in an unenviable enviable spot. I mean, it's, you cannot win going out and trying to explain these things in normal years. But this year it, it's impossible because there's, there's no explanation that makes total sense. There's no consistent way to, to, to justify where some of these teams are ranked. Yeah, and, and, and as a result – I think the more they expand the playoff, the less significant the overall playoff committee rankings will be. But this is why I've said, you know, the BCS, the challenge that it had was getting the two best. The BCS rankings, if you were taking eight, would have been fine, right? The whole playoff charade wouldn't have been, the committee wouldn't have been necessary, right? Yeah, I think you can argue that too. Yeah, like that, and that's the thing I've been arguing for a long time. And really, I said this when. When the playoff committee announced, or playoff, the playoff was created when they announced it in 2012 is when they announced that it was happening. And it's like, all right, if you're not going to make the selection committee full-time employees where they're loyal to their paycheck and only their paycheck coming from the college football playoff, then treat the playoff committee like you treated the Harris poll and the AP poll where it's only a part of the equation. Because honestly, especially in a year like this, those computers are probably going to be really useful right yeah. now. So I, that's why I said, hey, look, uh, you know, use the BCS formula, or if you want to have a committee, uh, find a way to just split it 50-50 with, with committee and computers because that would that – would, and, and look, the committee is going to use some of those – the committee uses those computers anyway. Like that's, they use part of it you know, anyway, but – it would be, I think, a lot easier if you use some variation of the BCS formula to uh, to determine the college football playoff teams. I don't think there's any doubt about that. What happens if Florida beats Alabama? Alabama's still in, Florida's still out. Unless, unless chaos ensues elsewhere. I'm talking about Tennessee beating Texas A&M, Northwestern beating Ohio State, um, Clemson just annihilating Notre Dame. Th- those kind of things would have to happen. Uh, for Florida to have a chance. And that's what was so surprising about the LSU game last week, Clay, is that they, they basically said Dan Mullen is, was being arrogant, that's saying that that game didn't matter. And, and I'm sitting around looking at him going, does, does he understand how this works? Or is he just so much of a fan of himself and his, and his team that he's blinded by his own arrogance? And it's, it's really the latter. <laughs> I, mean, I think we all know this now. Uh, so, yeah, no, Florida is not – unless all hell breaks loose, Florida's not getting it. And, and it, the decision to sit Kyle Pitts, like, I, it, it, I think – like, it's as if he really believed. Now, I do think that he thought that his team was so much better than LSU that Kyle Pitts wasn't going to be necessary. And maybe Correct. without a couple of crazy plays that sometimes happen in college football – you know, you got the tip ball, you know, quadruple tip or whatever it was, interception, the pick six. You know, there are a couple of plays that he probably doesn't anticipate happening, which can swing, 
you know, 17, 20 points by themselves, really. If you think about uh, a pick six and what it does, that interception takes points off the board for Florida. But, I mean, to be in a – and I think that's what Jeremy Pruitt has to be preaching to Tennessee against Texas A&M, right? The Aggies are better than Tennessee. But if you can put Texas A&M into a situation where they start to feel the pressure – Maybe they get a break. It's probably not going to be as ridiculous as the shoe getting thrown and then you end up making a 57-yard field goal. But, you know, at least you can put your team in a position where they can see victory from if you stay close enough within hailing distance into the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I think the difference, though, for Texas A&M, and this was not the case last week for Florida, uh, if Florida had won, you know, ugly last week, fine. If they beat Alabama, they'd be in. But A&M could definitely use style points, right? Like they, they yeah. could – that's the one difference is that while Florida didn't really need style points because they did control their own destiny prior to the LSU game, Texas A&M doesn't. And I think on top of that is for several weeks, Gary Barta has said that the discussion between Ohio State and Texas A&M is pretty close. So if you're Texas A&M going into the Tennessee game, you're looking at them saying – all right, they're down. We're not going to just kick them while, while they're down. We're going to stomp on them. We're going to throw an anvil on their head. We're going to do everything we possibly can to, to rack up style points uh, to make themselves look good. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it, I think A&M is in a spot. Like, they're in a good spot anyway, right? Because if, if, if Clemson loses again, A&M's in. I, I am 100% confident in that. Yeah, and they still have a chance to get in, even if uh, if if Clemson and Notre Dame split, if, if Clemson beats Notre Dame, because of what Gary Barta said that they're close together. So, I would imagine that Texas A and M getting Tennessee when they get them, you couldn't have asked for a better situation. You know Auburn pretty well. I love the yeah. college coaching search. I love everything about it. The Auburn decision to buy out Gus Malzahn for $21.7 million. And then, what do you think's gone on? Do you think they had somebody lined up, ready to step in there and take the job? Maybe it was Oregon head coach Mario Cristobal, and then suddenly Oregon is into the title game, and so that gets thrown off, and then the longer it goes without somebody leaving, the more substantial it becomes. Or do you think they were just so ready to be done with Gus Malzahn that they just kicked him to the curb without any idea who his replacement was going to be? No, they know who his, his replacement is going to be. And, and I think a lot of what you've seen gone on uh, the last few days has been a smokescreen because, let's be honest, they sent Kevin Steele. Kevin Steele, their defensive coordinator, has been one of the top you know, uh, options for a long time. Like that, That's been the name that's been thrown around, right? They threw him out there for a signing day press conference on Wednesday. Right, So if he was going to be the full-time head coach, wouldn't they have announced that before they sent him out there for a press conference and not made it as awkward as it was? I, I just think it was. So I think a lot of this is smokescreen. I think you're going to see them announce a coach, maybe not Sunday because the playoff uh, announcement is going to you know, maybe drown that out, but uh, you know, maybe Monday uh, they will. I, I do think they've had a replacement. And the one thing oh, – not one, a lot of the things that bother me about – uh, our business, but there are a lot of folks saying, "How can you uh, spend twenty-one million dollars for somebody to not coach when all these layoffs and furloughs are happening?" Right. Like, hey, you've got boosters. Like, do you not understand how this works? Like, that this money is not coming out of the athletic department. A and then B, 
Last time I checked, the healthy football program actually makes jobs in an athletic Well, and, and, and so. this, is, this is significant, too. And there are a lot of people that don't understand how the buyouts take place, and they write the same articles every year. Also, though, like, yes, the athletic departments have been struggling, but the stock market is at record highs. Rich people have gotten much richer over the course of 2020, even though it's been a challenge for many people. So my point on this, and I said this when Will Muschamp got fired, I think it's easier now to get boosters to step up and make the payments to fire a coach because the country as a whole may not be in great economic condition, but rich people have never been better because of where the stock market is. You're right, uh, and, and I think that's that's a another part of this that that really the rebound. And, and this is not getting the politics, but a V-shaped rebound in terms of college athletics is certainly possible because of what you just very said. Uh, especially if you invested in crypto, and how many times have I told you to invest in crypto? But that's neither here nor there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it absolutely the, the the money that's being tossed around is is going to it, it's going to be a non-issue, especially considering. Like the SEC just signed a billion dollar TV contract. Yeah. Like short term loss, long term gain. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's not going to be an issue. So, uh, so yeah, it's. I, I think that there, there's certainly going to be money to, to to justify any expense that's going on right now. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I think. But getting back to Auburn, I, I think there are there are a few very influential uh, boosters who most likely you know, the foot of the bill for the buyout who are in maybe Kevin Steele's corner or, you know, having try are, are trying to, to, to put their voices, insert their voices into this. And there are more, less powerful people, but still with power that are, you know, kind of driving the bus and saying, all right, look, long term, we can't have apathy set in. Let's be really smart about this. And as a result, they've, they've keyed in on their guy. And, and I think that really what you've seen the last few days is just nothing but a smokescreen. All right, so who's left? Who do you think are legitimate contenders for the Auburn job? <laughs> Kevin Steele, let's say there's a certain faction at Auburn that wants him, and then there's a lot of other people, including me, who would say, wow, that's crazy to fire Gus Malzahn, pay him $21.7 million, and then elevate his subordinate to then take over the program. That, I mean, look, it could be a good choice. I'm not trying to take a shot at Kevin Steele. I just think the method by which he would rise to the top of the heap at Auburn mm-hmm. would be crazy. Okay, so let's say he's a contender. Who else do you think is legitimately in the mix? I think Billy Napier is at Louisiana. Uh, I think Steve Sarkeesian is at, uh, you know, obviously with, with he's got other issues that he's dealing with in terms of the SEC championship game. Um, I think Hugh Freeze is out. Uh, I don't think he's out, out completely, but... Uh, you know, it, it, he's way down that list, which I think is crazy. Uh, and uh, I think there's a small element that are pushing for Lane. That's pushing for Lane Kiffin. That would be uh, unbelievable. Which, that would be the most entertaining by far. For for our business, I mean, God, please let that happen. I mean, please let that happen. Uh, but yeah, I think you're, you're looking at Steele. You're looking at Napier, Sarkeesian. I think there there are. Uh, the crystal ball thing, I think, is going to be over soon. Uh, if it's not over, you know, today. Uh, and, and no, I, I think you're looking at those guys. I, I don't think there's going to be just some sort of, you know, random, you know, shock like Urban Meyer or something like that. It's not going to happen. 
Uh, last question for you. Any shock coming from all of these playoff games? Do you give Northwestern? Do you give Clem, uh, Clem, Notre Dame? Sorry. Do you give Florida? Do you give Tennessee? I would say, even though the Tennessee Texas A&M, obviously not a conference title game, those are the four games that are the most integral to setting forth the playoff picture. Any chances of upsets in those four? No, uh, I think that if if they're Notre Dame, Clemson is probably the one where you know it's most likely. But I think uh, Clemson, they've got revenge on their mind. They're healthier defensively, and I think that's one of the things that we kind of forget. You know, because DJ Uyunglele played quarterback, and that was kind of the focus going into that game. They lost because their defense and their defense was beat up, and I think that's changed. So, but if there is an upset, that would be the one. But I think you're gonna it's gonna be pretty chalky. I think I don't think you're gonna see many surprises. Good stuff, as always, Barrett Salee. Enjoy the games this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Clay. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be all right, there are a lot of people out there that are excited about the NFL Outkick six-pack. All right, we have been on fire with the Outkick six-pack. We went 40, so four and two last week, including a awful beat with Jalen Hurts fumbling late, which allowed the over to hit in the Saints game. Otherwise, we would have been five and one. We've gone 47 and 31 so far in all of the NFL outkick six packs that we have given out over the radio. Okay. Uh, And so there's been a lot of success. There's been a lot of joy in the streets. Santa Clay hopefully is going to come to town and lead us into another week of winners. And we start with the bills out at Denver. You heard Dr. Chow yesterday talking about all the issues that the bills have right now. Uh, sorry, that the Broncos have in the secondary. I like the Bills minus six at Denver to cover uh, and get to 11-3, further cement their status as a legitimate contender in the AFC, continue the role that they have been on of late. Unfortunately, this might hurt us in the uh, in the fantasy ranks as Josh Allen is the quarterback we're going up against in our $30,000 battle. But we've at least got Stephon Diggs, so hopefully we can cancel out some of his excellence. Uh, But I've got the Bills minus six at Denver. Here's one that's going to surprise some people. I've got Jacksonville plus 13 at the Ravens. Why, you might be asking, am I taking Jacksonville against the Ravens? Minshew Mania. It seems to me that Jacksonville plays much better when Gardner Minshew is in the game. They brought him in for Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon obviously uh, was not effective last week against the Tennessee Titans. 
And for better or worse, Minshew seems to be able to get the ball moving and get around on the field better than you might anticipate. And so I have got Jacksonville plus 13 at the Ravens. Now, the Patriots are going on the road against the Dolphins. And what have we seen happen time after time after time, even when the Patriots had Tom Brady, and even when they were really, really good, going on the road still seemed to create a major issue for the Patriots when they went down to uh, down to the uh, to, to, to the warm weather in Miami. And I think that's going to continue. They had the big storm and everything else. I've got the Patriots uh, losing here. I've got Miami minus a point and a half in this one. The Lions are on the road against the Titans. I've got the Titans winning this one with ease. You've got quarterback health issues with Matthew Stafford. The center has a broken neck. Uh, sorry, broken uh, broken throat. I think, what did they, how do they phrase it? Fractured throat. He's got a major issue with his voice box. He may not be able to talk. I just, I can't imagine that that's going to lend itself to playing very well. The Lions are a beaten up team. The Titans desperately need to win. Final home game of the year. I think the Titans win comfortably, much like they did against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've got the Titans winning by 10.5 or more. Seahawks at the Washington football team. Uh, this is an intriguing game because so much of it goes into the health of the uh, of the quarterback, in particular with Alex Smith, because there's a big drop-off if suddenly you have to play with Dwayne Haskins. But ultimately, I think the under is the play. The Seahawks' defense has stepped up in a big way of late. We know how good the Washington football team defense is. I like the under 45 in this game. And then it's a Monday night football game that really no one is going to believe is going to be very good. I like the Steelers bouncing back with back-to-back losses by winning big at Cincinnati. I've got the Steelers minus 12.5. So that is the outkick six-pack again. We're winning right now at a 60-plus percent clip. I hope we can keep that going and hope everybody has a fantastic Christmas week. What do you say, Dub, about all these picks? Let me go over them one more time. Bills minus six at Denver. Jacksonville plus 13 at the Ravens. Miami minus one and a half. The Titans minus 10 and a half. The under 45 in the Seahawks-Washington football team game. And the Steelers minus 12 and a half at Cincinnati, what say you, Dub? Well, I think my favorite play out of these six is actually the Jaguars, plus 13 against the Ravens. Nobody's going to be on that but us. Absolutely. no. Well, if you look at Jacksonville, since their week eight bye, yes, obviously they haven't won a game, but they're four and two against the spread. They lost by two to Houston, lost by four to the Packers, lost by two to Cleveland, lost by three to Minnesota. That game was an overtime. So they're competitive in a lot of these games, and I think you're right about Gardner Minshew him coming back in to start at quarterback for the Jaguars, I think it gives him a little boost. I think he definitely is probably – I mean, he's their best quarterback on the roster, in my opinion. It's been kind of confusing to me why they've sat him. I guess they're trying to get that draft position going, but after last week, there's really no excuse that they that they shouldn't be starting him. And the Ravens, they've got COVID issues. They've got other issues. They're coming off a big back-to-back blowout wins. So I love kind of fading teams in that situation, especially when you're getting almost two touchdowns here. I think Jacksonville keeps this you know, within 10 
So I'm going to bet them. So that's my favorite play of the week here. Yeah, it's interesting because the Ravens, they may not throw the ball a ton against the Jags anyway, but they certainly have wide receiver COVID issues now, which makes you think they're going to run the ball even more. Maybe there's an underplay there also. But a 13-point line is just so massive. And I like the idea of Gardner Minshew coming back in and being able to uh, to make plays. So uh, those are my six picks, your NFL outkick six-pack. I appreciate all of you. I'll be back on the show Monday. I hope you have great final holiday weekends before Christmas on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, oh, oh. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.